Frank Nicotero, Punchline Sports. It is New Year's Eve, eight hotels in Vegas on the Strip setting out fireworks. But right now, it is January 2nd, baby. It's episode 58. Punchlines is coming at you right now. And hold that theme song. Let's go 2024. I mean, it was eight hotels shooting off fireworks at one time. It was unbelievable. Kudos to Las Vegas on that. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. And today's show will be a hunka hunka burning love, just like the Vegas Golden Knights when they got off the bus yesterday to take on the Kraken in Seattle. Look at this. They all dressed up as Elvises. And then the Seattle the Kraken comes out and they're tossing the fish. Which when we had Josh Owey on the show, we talked about the over-under of fish catching shots will be four, four and a half. So the over went way over. Look, they even had fake wharf. I mean, kudos to the NHL on producing a hell of an event. It's always fun to watch on New Year's Day. Um, but the game didn't go so hot for your um, your Vegas Golden Knights yesterday, Ryan. The intro was awesome. Not too fun to watch. I mean, honestly. Uh, I kept tuning into the game because, you know, I always like to watch the Winter Classic, right? And I tune in. I'm back and forth the bowl games. And then all of a sudden I see the score. It's just they just never scored, right? I don't yeah. know. I, were, were they out in Seattle the night before? Were they? Must have been, yeah. Well, they had the, the whole family skate the day before. Uh, that was a pretty fun That thing, family's then. exhausting around the yeah. holidays, yeah. as we all learned, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, a spectacle. But then, you know, I saw a lot of stuff on TikTok. That's right. I'm on TikTok. And um, the seats are really far. Like, people yeah. were angry. It really is. I mean, I've never been to one. I know they've had a couple in, in Pittsburgh. Jerry, they had a couple in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and uh, happy New Year, Jerry. And um, I just, it just seems like the, the not, you don't want to go to that event. I mean, the you were on the, I mean, you ahead. want to go to the event, but yes. how great can you watch the game? That, that's I mean, the, the seats these people were in and they were talking how much they paid, they were, they were almost the same level. So they couldn't even, they could see just like the top of the hockey players and uh, you couldn't see the puck. And I'm sure it was probably on some sort of jumbotron, but yeah, I that's mean, not why you're there on the scoreboard. Watch. Yeah, yeah, you want to? I could have stayed at home for that and not frozen. But uh, yeah, the NHL they put on a good show, but yeah, I mean Seattle came out tossing fish, man, and they they won the game three nothing. Uh, yeah, it was a big day, New Year's Day. I almost forgot it was on until you started tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, that's right, Winter Classic. Uh, on the show today, the play-by-play -play guy of Southern Utah Athletics and host of Locked On Ducks. And Locked On Pac-12 here to talk about last night's CFP. Making his fourth appearance, we believe, right? Fourth appearance? Should be, yeah. He made an appearance on Sports by the Book, but right. uh, fourth on Punchlines. Fourth on Punchlines. All right, uh, Spencer McLaughlin will be here. We always like Spencer. It'll be interesting to hear his take on the games last night. The games were very exciting. They really were. Yeah, I mean, they were. you know, I think I had heard that um, the average CFP games had been, the margin of victory had been like 22 points until last year. Last year, there were good games, but it's funny because if someone goes, oh, who played last year? Oh, Georgia and somebody. Georgia, Michigan. Oh, TCU was in it. TCU beat Michigan, right? And Georgia beat, uh, they beat Bama last year? Was it Bama they beat? Ohio State? I can't remember. No? I don't yes, remember. Yes, Ohio it, State. It was it, Ohio it, State? It came down to the, the field goal. Oh, yeah. There you go. That kid. That's right. Okay. So anyway, uh, they were both great games. And uh, my friend Christian, who might, may or may not be watching, uh, let's see. So far, I don't see him in there. Oh, my God, he was dying during that. I mean, because they had the game iced, right, Washington. Then that kid gets hurt, and uh, the oh, my God. And Texas really, I mean, they were down on the 15-yard line. Eight to that, 
They had time. And Quinn Ewers, I mean, he had his shots. They had their shots. And on that last play of the game, that DB, that was a hell of a swat away, man. Yeah. And uh, I had money on the game. I had, I had Rome, uh, how do you say his last name? Aduze, Aduze, the wide receiver for Washington. <laughs> Ryan, you're my pronunciation guy. Um, <laughs> I had him over 100 and a half. He had 100, that was over under. And it hit. With three minutes to go, he caught that long pass from uh, Penix. So it was good. So that was good. Off to a good start. Happy New Year, says Bob Dell. Bob, happy New Year, buddy. Haven't talked to you in a while. We text every day. We don't talk a lot. Do you have a friend that you only text? And if you see their name pop up when someone's, if they're calling, you're like, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's Bob. Yeah. He's my oldest friend. We grew up riding the bus together and uh, we text every day. We talk about television. We don't tell, he's not a big sports guy. Originally from Pittsburgh, he's a DJ in Baltimore, but like we never call each other. So when you see his name pop up, you're like, someone's dead. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but anyway, Bob, thank you for tuning in. He lives in Baltimore. He's not a Ravens fan. Uh, Pars will be eating blueberry Pop-Tarts. I don't know. He's still eating them. Joey B., we don't know. They're over there on the poker table or blackjack table. Oh, Bob is now saying we need to talk. So <laughs> are we breaking up, Bob? Are we breaking up as friends? Frank, we need to talk. All right. There's exclamation points on that. That could be bad. Ryan McCormick, our producer of Punchlines. Ryan, that is a fantastic new jacket. Thank you. That looks like a Christmas Thank jacket. Thank you. Yeah. Got it after the new year. Right. Technically a Christmas present. Technically a Christmas present, right? I think More you, got a gift card, yeah. We met socially. Uh, people wonder, you know, I can't, all the comments and all the tweets I get, are you and Ryan friends off camera? Is it all just to show Ryan and I, well, yes, we've hung, so, we hung socially on Saturday night and Jerry even came along. Uh, we went to a place here called Sickies Bar and Grill. Sickies Burgers. 50. Really cool atmosphere. It was a very cool atmosphere. It's like an Applebee's, but way better. Uh, they had TVs everywhere. We went to watch the Detroit and Dallas game. What's that? Applebee's on steroids. Appleby Applebee's on steroids. Because it, it has that vibe of like an East Coast sports bar. We had a good time. Jerry and I got there. Uh, parking, parking sucked. But we had a good time. And we used our gift cards that we got from work. Ryan came. Had some cheese curds. Yeah. Very Chicago of you. Well, there was, I also had the burger with uh, oh an egg. He got hot the burger, sauce, yeah. Egg, uh, pulled, pork. pulled pork, bacon, and, uh, and cheese. Boy, I to be it's 24 again, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. I, I had a burger as well. I didn't put all the stuff on it, but, you know, it gave my Lipitor something to do. Uh, it was delicious. And tater, tater tots or waffle fries. It's a good time. So thank you. I'm not doing a plug for that. I just want to thank him. It was a good time. But we watched the Dallas-Detroit game. Now, we left at halftime because I was tired. <laughs> it was, and it was like 7.30. It was like 7. <laughs> But it was December 30th. I'm, I'm, well, come on, you saw me rage on we, New Year's Eve. We made sure we watched the Jimmy Johnson induction. We did. We watched the Jimmy yeah. Johnson, which Ring was great. Uh, he's 80. We looked up his age. He was 80. He's 80 years old. Still has that full, thick ahead of hair. And uh, yeah, that was a nice ceremony. Although Randy White. Great speech. They were introducing the players going on. Randy White had his back turned to the camera. He was like talking to Jimmy, and then he, he missed his cue. So, And we had just talked about Randy White. On yeah, show talking to Troy. Yeah. Um. So uh, what else did I watch over the weekend? Oh, now, yesterday, there was a lot of bowl games, of course. And we thought the Pop-Tart mascot, right? We thought he stole the, the bowl season. He did. You know, dreams do come true. And then he goes through the toaster and he comes out and then all the players eat him. So <laughs> it was very weird. It was very weird. Hopefully he comes back next year. He's reincarnated. But, uh, you know, another thing that I've eaten he a lot since I was a kid day. is Cheez-Its. And the Cheez-It Bowl was unbelievable. So the little Cheez-It mascot, yeah, here it is. So they kind of copied. Look. So he comes out of a box. A la, and so they Cheez-Its must have watched the toaster thing and been like, ah oh, man. And then what's that sign say? Non-edible mascot. Non-edible mascot. 
Yeah, and look at the crowd in the upper deck. We're going crazy for this. <laughs> that was the citrus bowl, right? Cheese it inspired concessions. Okay, they, what did they have? Chili dog, nachos, Pop Tart Sunday, and Pop Tarts banana pudding. Oh my God. And then there's Nico Millionaire, right? We talked yeah, about him. Nico, there's yeah. the big cheese it behind them. Trying to fit the plug in. <laughs> Look at that. And then he, uh, the girl. Oh, come on. Oh, okay. and then he she just slides off to the side. I wonder if it's the same guy in the Pop Tart because the guy was funny. The cheese it guy was funny too. Um, and then they poured Cheez Its on the head coach at the end. And then there's this one player. I don't know what his name is. Uh, uh, yeah, running back Dylan Sampson agreed. To, they got nil deals, name, image, and likeness. So before the Citrus Bowl, they had a cheese that shaved into the side of their head, which looks like some sort of condition you might want to see urgent care about. But uh, there you go. So in, in honor, I, I also, if you want to. Oh, you got it. I, I, <laughs> you got it tucked by. <laughs> can you see it? There it is. What's wrong with your ear? <laughs> is there something in my ear? Uh, no, just on anyway, your ear. It's just a cheese it. Uh, by the way, something I found out before it? the show. I think you have to eat it for that bit. Well, it just touched my clean hair. It's a Monday. I shower. Oh, it's not Monday. It's Tuesday, but I did shower. <laughs> First show of the week, I always shower, ladies and gentlemen. Second show, why? I mean, I just, you know, a little dry shampoo. I, now, Cheez-Its, this is, uh, there's, I do a bit in my act forever. I Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Nice. Okay, good. Something I found out before the show, I was going to tape it to my head. Scotch tape does not stick to a Cheez-It. These are just tips for 2024 for me. <laughs> In case you needed to know. Because it is the new year. January 2nd, 2024. Ryan, are you still writing 2023 on your checks? Check? You know, like a, like and these kids, do you even do you have like a checkbook? Check, do you have a checkbook? I do not. No. You do not even have a Jerry? You don't have a checkbook. And do you have a check? Oh, my God. And you, you still have a checkbook? No. I have a checkbook? Yeah. I have not used it I know. Like I, you know what? I, there was one payment I had when I was in California. I can't remember. There was one payment that I still had to write a check for, and I just would, oh, my bookie. That's right. I was, <laughs> can't say his name. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have checks, and I looked, and the register's from like 2010, so the corporate check. I've literally had the same checkbook for 13 years. I don't know, but we used to have to write checks. We had a class in school that taught us how to write checks. That was a class. Today, they don't need to do it. It's just a click of Venmo. To tap, yeah, yeah, well, we had a class. Now, by the way, yeah. interesting you bring that up. Cursive, they've not take, they've taken cursive writing out of schools, is what I'm hearing. But California yeah. is reinstating it because how are you supposed to sign your name if you ever buy a house, you millennials? You're, you're going to need to sign documents. Are you just going to do your initials? How? I mean, you have to know how to write cursive. Yeah, I know you guys know how to write cursive. Yeah, I was part of the, the last, generation. the last wave of cursive. Yeah, they're bringing it back in California. So progressive. California is always a, uh, but yeah, it's really weird when I realize they don't teach cursive. Any and by the way, my penmanship is terrible. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you for watching the show, guys. It's National Buffet Day. As you know, here at the South Point, we have an amazing buffet. Uh, I've had it several times. Last time, uh, I think Craig Shoemaker and I went over there and had the buffet. So come on down to the South Point. I know the one at the Rampart glows. I mean, that's what Dwayne Colucci. Sparkles. It's, what's, what's, sparkles. It's sparkles. It's sparkles. It's sparkles. Uh, Frankie, you got to see it. It's sparkles. Yeah. Uh, Dean Colucci, who runs the sports book over Rampart, Dwayne. said that once. What's that? <laughs> Dwayne? What Dwayne, did I say? You said Dean. Dean? Colucci. Colucci. I should just say Colucci. Anyway, he will be here tomorrow at some point, we believe. Uh, but the buffet is amazing here. It's also National Cream Puff Day, a.k.a. the early season football schedule for most SEC football teams. <laughs> Cream Puff. 
See what I did? I zung the SEC. Hey, are you guys in the national final? No. <laughs> That's right. You got bounced. And uh, it's National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. And I just ate a cheese on camera. My trainer is going to kill me. Uh, yeah. So what are you supposed to do on National Trainer Day? Let's see here. I want to give my trainer a shout out. I don't have one. So there you go. Okay. Uh, it is uh, National Personal Trainer Awareness. Coach Noah. And uh, what you're supposed to do, uh, exercise your best judgment and let a personal trainer design a program just for you. Excellent tips on finding the right personal trainer. Visit WebMD because they're always reliable. But anyway, uh, get those trainers going. It's time to lose those pounds. Hashtag personal, personal trainer awareness day on social media. Um, and it's also national science fiction day. So the fact that I don't have a trainer, that's very science fiction right there. You're supposed to watch your favorite sci-fi movie. That's a cool graphic you pulled there. Ryan, what is your favorite sci-fi movie? Movie? Yeah. Like a TV show? Interstellar. Well, no, I, I, uh, I had a, we were forced to read Dune in high school. <laughs> By the way, all kids were. We book. read Dune. Yeah. Frank, uh, who wrote that? Uh, yeah, that guy. All right, anyway. <laughs> Dune 2 is coming out soon, by the way. But anyway, so Dune, it's not Dune. No, movie, Interstellar. Interstellar. That's McConaughey where he yeah. sees himself at the end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that is a good movie. I, I'm, I'm going classic Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that's sci-fi. It's fantasy almost, really. Jerry, I bet you Jerry's got a good sci-fi movie. Jerry just said boo to yours. Hmm? He just said boo to yours. You didn't like Star Wars or Empire? Wow, Jerry, we're off to the wrong start. There's Jerry. Yeah, show his face. Booing <laughs> Star Wars, Bob Del Pizzo. Can you believe that? A new Hope is. Ryan, awful. make fun of him. Tell the bit. Is Ryan and make Frank him, make him they... tell the bit. What's that again? Make you say the bit. The, the cheese it bit. Oh, no, it's way too old. It's, I don't want to do it. Just, unless the audience really wants to hear it. <laughs> you know what? That's bull No. <laughs> no. That sarcasm, you will not get it. An old, it's a true story. I put I, my mom had a shopping list, and I put down things I needed from the store, and I put Cheez Its on there, and then I put condoms on there when my mom was visiting. All right, so my mom grabs the list. She's like, "Oh my god, who put this on the list?" She comes, and she's like, "Why? Who put that on the list?" I'm like, "Mom, I did." Thinking she would go, "Oh, my little comedian put condoms on there." My mom goes, "I bought you Cheez Its the other day. You don't look for the food in the can." <laughs> Hour later, she came home with rubbers. Can I say rubbers? She had a coupon too. I have coupons for condoms, you know. It's a very awkward situation. You pull a coupon out and they're like, it's expired? Okay, well, it's been a while. That's why I pay full price for my Magnums. All right. Um, and you're not supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> what are we uh, doing? What does Frank and Ryan drink? We, 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 uh, and Jerry, we, we, we had a beer. We had a couple beers. Are we off the air? What's going on? <laughs> are we good? Okay. <laughs> uh, we had a couple beers. It was good. Yeah, I had some, um, some of the house beer. Yeah. All right, it's show number 58, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you for watching. We're up to 975 subscribers. Uh, that's really special. We want to get to 1,000 in the next couple of weeks, so please keep sharing this. It's really impressive. We really thank you guys for spreading the word about the show. Uh, Jack Lambert's got to be on show 58. I mean, he's an all-time great stealer. Linebacker, I don't know who else Ryan will have on the collage for 58. Ryan, who do we got today? Let's take a look. No Chicagoans. No Chicagoans? That's impossible. All right, let's take a look so at the collage. Got, uh, Do we have it? Yeah. Where is the collage? Oh, I see. oh there it is. All right, let's a take a look. Yes, of course, Jack Lambert, the feared four-time Super Bowl champ from the Pittsburgh Steelers, went to Kent State. Oh, wow. Derek Thomas. What a great one. Derek Thomas uh, played for the Kansas City Chiefs. There he is in the bottom left. I was looking for his photo. 
to this day holds the record, which I can't believe hasn't been broken since I think the late eighties, early nineties, seven sacks in one game, seven sacks in one game. And on the last play of the game, quarterback Dave Craig for Seattle drops back. Derek Thomas is this close to getting his eighth sack. Dave Craig gets the pass off game winning touchdown. So he had seven sacks in a game and they lost. That exemplifies the Chiefs back then. They were they always had some good players, but couldn't win the big game. So yeah, very good. Von Miller, Von Miller, uh, Super Bowl champ. Healthy scratch for the Bills. Healthy scratch. The last well, few weeks. Got some issues going on. Uh, Someone finished. Doug Fister. Wow, the relief pitcher. That's him in the Detroit uniform. Doug Fister. He's bounced around. I think he also played for the Nationals, right? Yep. Uh, oh, Jonathan Papelbon. I hate that guy. He's not. I don't like him. He's, he seems like he'd be a real jerk, doesn't he? Like, remember him and Bryce Harper got into it in the, in the dugout one yeah. day? Yeah. Yeah. And Bryce Harper, by the way, who also seems kind of, you know, clown question, bro. You know? Hey. Hey. He's a Vegas guy. Yeah. I've become Bryce a alone. Bryce Harper fan. He has won me over with his energy in Philly. I was rooting for the Phillies, which if you would have said 10-year-old Frank is rooting for the Phillies, I wouldn't have believed it. I like Bryce Harper. But yeah, uh, Bryce Harper, he's a Vegas guy. Right. He's a legend around here. Does he live here in the offseason? Yeah. Does he really? Yeah. Let's he's he's got a couple different properties, but yeah. A couple, yeah. And call, uh, call Bryce Harper tomorrow. <laughs> Get him and Kaluch on the show. Uh, Luis Castillo, another baseball player, right? The pitcher up there Luis in the corner? Castillo, yeah. Yeah. The Mariners. And then you went, oh, you went Chris Letang. Look at you put a hockey player in there and you went with the Penguin. Yeah, at least one that you knew. Yeah, I, I know Chris Letang. And last week he tied an NHL record, right? He had six assists in a game, five in one period, which had never been, I think five was tied it, right? Yep. With uh, Sawchuck, someone, Daryl Sawchuck. Look at that recall because I read right. that. Yeah. Uh, athletes over number 58, good list. And I like how you have the pound sign right by the 58 at the bottom. Do you always do it like that? I'm glad you finally noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been doing that? I've been doing that probably the last 15. Okay. I really, that's really impressive how you did the number. I, okay. Well, I just noticed, you know, you can point these things out to me and I'd be happy. You didn't even realize the names were on it until <laughs> 20 ago. I didn't. I did not. I would just look at the photos and go, who's that? Who's that? And I didn't realize the names were in the middle. That is true. You are correct on that. All right. It's because I'm just so locked in on the photo, the collage work. When I was a kid, I did a lot of collage. I'm glad you're locked in. Yeah. I like to do collages on poster board. You know, you can make a vision board that way too. But anyway, yes. good list. Yes. Number Our 58, tomorrow 59. Jerry, I hate to tell you, but there's another Hall of Fame Steeler linebacker that will be on the 59s. I'm sorry, but Jack Ham will be on there. Okay, 58 shows. That's amazing. Uh, congratulations to everyone helping out. All right, let's go into uh, Frank's Fast Takes. Oh, no, we're calling it something different in the new year. Okay, we'll go to it anyway. Oh, okay, and save them. Well, Spencer's waiting. He probably doesn't know what he's going to say yet. <laughs> He's probably at a loss for words right now. He has no idea what he's going to say. Uh, yeah, we're going to do Frank's Fast Takes afterwards because we got Spencer on the line. Spencer, we believe, by the way, looks like, does it look like he has a Cheez-It or something on the top of his head? <laughs> there's a weird, there's a weird, there's like a, is it a, is it some lighting issue or something? I don't know. He's a handsome guy. It could be, it could be, it could be a lighting thing. It could be that <laughs> my the, hair is just, is just kind of weird. No, you like, know, I, think, I mean, they're. Okay, look at the look at the screen on the left side. Doesn't look yeah, like there's a the cheese reflection it. of his Who's left? light. This, the other side, the other side. Left. Yeah, that yeah, side. Yeah, you're right this side. side. Yeah, yeah. By the this way, you side. were just stage, you stage were just left. Voguing. Yeah, yeah, stage left. You you have like a <laughs> you have like an orange glow to your. It looks like you have a cheese in your hair. Anyway, well, happy New Year. All the kids are doing. <laughs> In the, in the age where edible bull mascots are so in, I think that's a compliment, Frank. It is. I mean, I had a cheese in my hair before the show. So, you know, uh, by the way, did you like the Pop-Tart mascot? It was unbelievable, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. How can you be a, a college football or sports fan like myself and not enjoy the Pop Tart mascot, which generated, I saw oh. reportedly, an estimated twelve point one million dollars in advertising exposure for Pop Tarts. Good for them. They needed the help. By the way, I, I had bought I bought two boxes before. <laughs> you contributed up. fifteen of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seven dollars. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm two talking for, about. So that two for. I need the petty cash, by the way, and petty cash on the seven dollars, please. Yeah. That's not when happen. when pe- when people talk about why do you have bowl games and whatnot? There's right. too many bowl games. They they need to get rid of all these bowl games. Like I don't know. I don't think Pop Tarts is looking at their investment and thinking, boy, what a waste of money that was. I'm telling you, I think I think that next year you're going to see the game stepped up by a lot of the sponsors. They're like, oh my god, look what look what the Pop Tart did. We have th- this could have been this could be a pivotal moment in bowl history. That now people you are, know, my, you know what I mean? Like my, I, it was just my, dad, my dad's company actually. My dad, when all that was was happening, even my dad knew about it. He's not on yes social media and whatnot. And he said that uh, there was an email chain that he had with some of his <laughs> colleagues at work, and they were like jokingly throwing around the idea of like, do we need to sponsor a bowl game next year? Yes. Because if they only cost this much, yeah, we can get this much out of it. Like that seems like a worthy investment. I said, okay, first of all. If your company sponsored a bowl game, that would be the proudest moment of my life. <laughs> like full, full, full stop. Secondly, you have to come up with a mascot because the yeah. company that he that he works for is not. It doesn't have a readily available face like that. You know, like you can just put a face on a pop tart and it works. I don't know exactly what they would do. It'd be complicated, but hey, that's why I'm not a marketing. That's why I'm not a marketing genius. Well, so, Ryan's I, I a marketing. Ryan's a marketing genius. You've said that you're the marketing. I am genius. a marketing genius. What's the? Can we say the company or what they do? If you don't want to mention it, and we'll come up with it right now. Uh, the company's name is Fortive, and Oof, that's a tough one. Y- what do they do? Yeah, it is. <laughs> what does Fortive do? <laughs> they're in. They're in multi-industry industrials. Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep thinking of a mascot. So here, you know, here's the, here's the funny here's the funny thing about here's the funny thing about that line. My dad has, you know, he started working for them like I don't know six seven years ago or so. He didn't tell me that way of describing what <laughs> industry they work in or what they do right. until like six months ago. And until that point, let me tell you, it was a random haphazard smorgasbord of word salad that I didn't actually understand. Well, it's National but Buffet Day, got, so it's okay. You can say Yeah. That. <laughs> now, now, like, that, now that he came up with, with that line, there's like when people ask, like, oh, what does your dad yeah. do? Where does he work? What is that company doing? That sort of thing. That's, that's the line. But for some reason, that took him like six and a half years to come up with. Previously, like if one year ago at this time, you'd ask me, what does your dad's company do? I'd be like, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. All right, we'll work on, we'll work on a mascot on that. Uh, let's get to the yeah. college football playoff last night. I mean, yeah. outstanding. Outs, two great games, two exciting games. Um, I was actually, I, you know, Bama, Michigan, I bet Bama. I'll go ahead and admit, I took the points, two and a half, uh, like an idiot. Yeah, um, I, but what you did too? I did as soon as the game opened. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. what did you get it at? Two and a half. Two and a half points. I actually, I, I bought it up to three because I'm like, if it ends on a field going into push, I'm happy. Um, but boy, you got to give it to Michigan with all the controversy all year and oh, the big bad SEC and all that. And JJ McCarthy, this is the, oh, I'm looking, <laughs> I was looking at the, the ESPN TV. monitor thinking we were running that play to replay <laughs> the game. I was like, you see that play right there, right? No? Okay. We'll put on ESPN and come back. But anyway, um, two exciting games. Uh, now I know your Oregon Ducks didn't make it, but were you proud of the way the Huskies held on? And the way they just moved the ball and then held on for the win to represent your beloved Pac-12. Well, 
I don't know if proud is the word that I would use. Impress, impressed impressed is the word. You're not proud. Yes, you're an that's, Oregon Ducks. I think, I, think, I think that's the word. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was rooting for them, <laughs> but I did pick them to win the game because okay. I thought they would win the game, and it played out exactly how I thought it would. I said both teams are going to score in the 30s. It's going to be a one-score game, and Washington is going to execute better in these spots because that's what Washington's been doing all season oh, long. Yeah. And it was so funny. A friend of mine who's a big Texas fan – he was texting me during the game, you know, because I made my pick and he heard it and he thought it was ridiculous. He's like, dude, that's so dumb. That's ridiculous. I, I can't, I can't believe it. Like he, and he was only half joking. I think when, when he made those sorts of remarks and I said, I'm, I'm just telling you, they're going to win the football game. This is not a good matchup for, for Texas here because of the way that Texas plays stylistically. Like you can't, I don't think beat Washington at their own game. Their quarterback receiver combos are just way, way too good. But when it came down, uh, you know, when Washington was up double digits in the second half, I said, uh, to my friend, like, Hey, do, uh, do you believe me now? Like, it sounded like Deion Sanders. They're like, do you believe now? <laughs> you, were like, keeping, do you, believe you were keeping now? receipts. Yeah. yeah, we keep receipts <laughs> and, and whatnot. We keep receipts for a four and eight season. But, you know, I, I think that I think that for Washington, they just execute so well. And my, my buddy sent me a text. He goes, yeah, I mean, I knew they were good. I just didn't expect them to hit all the deep shots. Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. If you're making that statement about Washington, that is just proof positive that you haven't watched a single right. game this year. <laughs> yeah. Like so many Oregon fans watching that game, I think if they were sitting next to a Texas fan, would have been like that meme of I think it's James Franco in some movie where he's like about to get hung and he's looking, he's at the gallows and he looks over to some guy and he goes, first time. <laughs> like, it's just way like, to bring the like room down go, spencer geez james franco <laughs> getting hanged no. not um, as, well i mean those, i mean those guys are the ones bringing the room down yeah exactly that's true <laughs> I, yeah i think that for washington their ability to just throw the deep ball and execute you know jeff schwartz who's an oregon fan or a former offensive lineman for the ducks a great follow on twitter he tweeted out like, hey, just for people watching Washington for the first time, those 50-50 balls are actually like 90-10 <laughs> balls. That's funny. Because they complete them so often. Every time Penix throws the ball down the field, I expect that ball to be caught. Whether it's the receiver making a great play, Penix making a perfect throw, or both. That's just how they roll, and that's exactly what they did. And Vegas continues to dislike Washington. I I can't quite figure that one out. And, you know, we're happy about that because a Christmas gift we got from our, our amazing director, Anne, who does more than just direct. She does so much She's more. Wonder Woman. She's Wonder Woman. She, uh, for a Christmas gift, she got, we, we, we have tickets. We have Washington to win the national championship tickets that she bought for us. So we're one step closer um, wow. to, to Ryan and I hanging out again socially, I think, <laughs> with the winnings. We'll go out again. Jerry can come along. He was great. Everyone else blew us off. Everyone else. In the sports book, no one else came. But, um, yeah, it was a really exciting game. And then, so I was going back and forth with my buddy, Christian, who went to UW. And I'm like, all right, what do you think the line's going to be? And we had it pegged around three and a half. And what is it here at South Point? Four, four and a half. Yeah, it's like four, four and a half. And then the over-under is 55.5. Point five. Guys, 55.5. Four and a half, 55 and a half. 55 and a half. Yeah, does that line sound about right? 27 game confirmed. Oh, 
Wait, well, that the hook, the hook's gonna you got to take the under then. No, that's what that's what I'm saying is like they only put 55 and a half if they think, oh yeah, 28, 27 inbound baby, like that's a Vegas <laughs> special. It's so is this. But uh, who do you like in that game? What would you do if you had to bet that game at four and a half? I mean, I take Washington in the points. Uh, yeah. You know, it's curious. Washington has drawn some comparisons to TCU from a year ago because they were purple. You know, it feels like they're <laughs> scraping by. Yeah, they're purple and they're scraping by in close games. With a great passing attack. The difference is this Washington team would beat last year's TCU team by 10 to 14 points. Yeah. I think they are, I think they're significantly better. I don't think they are 2019 LSU because that's the best college football team I think we've ever seen in the history of the sport. And I will stand by that conviction. But I think Washington is the closest thing to it that we have seen since then and might see for a while. Uh, I mean, the accuracy that Michael Penix throws the ball with down the field is unlike anything I have seen since Joe Burrow. And I I think that he's just so good at that. And it's the foundation of their offense and their offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb is really sharp. Uh, I like his, his offense is really, really tough to defend. And when you've got not one, not two, but three NFL caliber wide receivers, yeah, Last time we saw that was 2019 LSU, and they just throw the ball down the field, and you can be in perfect coverage. It doesn't matter. It it, it does not matter. Roma Dunze's too good. Jalen McMillan's too good. Jalen Polk, they're all too good. And so it's just, yeah. And when you combine that with their offensive philosophy and the way their coordinator calls plays, they're just a really tough unit to stop. I have a hard time picking against Washington in that game. I think Michigan is going to provide a better test defensively, right? Particularly, yeah, particularly, yeah, particularly at the line of scrimmage, because yeah. that's really the key. If you pressure Michael Penix, you slow him down, and if you can't, then you don't. It's 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 honestly that simple. Whether you blitz or get pressure with four or just five guys. If you get pressure, you disrupt everything they want to do because their offense is predicated on the deep shots. What does that mean? They need time to throw the football. What do they have? The Joe Moore winning offensive line. They give him insane amounts of time to throw the ball every single time. And one thing that they use more than I think anybody else in college football is double moves or just little stutters at the top of routes. You look at the number of times they'll run an out and up. They'll run a post corner. They'll run like deep out and ups, you know, come back, stutter and go wherever. Like that's what they love to do. And you have to have time. And if they don't have time, they're not an offense that wants to take the underneath stuff. Penix does not like to check the ball yeah, down. He, he wants to push it down the field. Now, speak, yeah, now he, speaking he of Penix. Throw- yeah. Now speaking of Penix. Yeah. And he does like throw it. He does. Now what's your yeah, draft? What's your really draft is. board? You follow college football more than anybody we have on this program. Who's your, I mean, now the bears, Ryan's bears have the number one pick. You want them to trade it, correct, Ryan? Yes, you yes. want draft get a haul back. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, get a haul back. Now, what's your. So you're in on Justin Fields? He's... I've been in on Justin Fields. You know this. Oh, whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So I, okay. Damn well, it. I'm don't a, you I'm know a, it? I'm a fan of Justin Fields and have been for a very long time. I, I thought he was undervalued coming out of college. Yes. And I think that he's gone. I'm sorry, Ryan, to just a dumpster fire of an organization. I completely agree with you. He agrees. No idea. No idea how to do anything competent offensively. So I think when you factor that in, I understand going with Justin Fields. I also think you can readily justify getting him a fresh start, try and get a couple draft picks back, and then go take Caleb Williams because he's the best prospect coming out of college. And he has, 
<laughs> not always pleased. Well, people no, Ryan's shaking his are, head. Ryan doesn't want Caleb no, Williams. I do not want Caleb. He Williams. does. You want Marvin Harrison Jr. Or you? I, yes, I would love to have Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think Caleb Williams is a selfish. Well, punk. that I agree I, with I, that. I do not he, think that he, he can be a little bit of. Yeah. He can be a little bit of a head case. He, he will not succeed fans. in Chicago because Chicago has shown that they cannot produce and help athletes nurture. Yeah, sure. Right. Nurture yeah. and and allow them to become. Yeah reach their full potential. Caleb Williams will not help the Bears in any sort of way. He will request a trade in two years. <laughs> it, it, Caleb Williams will not work anywhere that he does not fit the perfect system. Interesting. Yeah. So what would your, okay. So what's your draft board on quarterbacks? I Penix always seems to get pushed down with, with May from North Carolina. I think I mean, Penix was snubbed from the Heisman Yeah, because of what Spencer said earlier. People don't watch Washington football. They haven't seen it's enough. Too of late them. at night, yeah, or something. I don't know. All right, so what are you? He led the your... country in passing last year on an eleven and two team at the Power Five level, and did not even register a significant Heisman discussion. He finished second this year to a guy who opted out of his bowl game because it wasn't meaningful enough for him. And Jaden Daniels had a terrific season, but the the reason that Jaden Daniels won the Heisman this year is because, as Ryan said, a lot of the people that vote on that award were not watching it's Washington the East Coast. play. Yeah, the East Coast bias. Yeah, yeah they, it's they 100% the East Coast SEC bias yeah. because what they saw were significant drops in Penix's production from a numbers standpoint. He had a couple games under 200 yards, I think. He had a game, and you know, they're not taking into account that they're pl they were playing a great Oregon State team in a rainstorm on yeah, the road, right. and they were an underdog in that game. They don't care. They just looked at the box score the next day and saw, oh, they beat Oregon State by two. Well, what is Oregon State? <laughs> and they beat them by two. And they beat them by two. Oh, that's not impressive. Oh, Penix was under 200 yards. Oh, man. Jane Daniels' numbers are too ridiculous. There is no world. There is absolutely no world in which a, a quarterback with Penix's numbers, the leading passer in the country, would not win the Heisman Trophy, 13-0 conference champion out of the SEC or the Big Ten, yeah. I think, for that matter, or maybe even the ACC. All right, but what's your quarterback I, I rankings then? And you got your boy Bo Nix is in there. So who do you who do you, if you're drafting, you're a GM in the NFL, give me your top three to five quarterbacks. I mean, because well, that, that depends on which which team I am. I okay, I think good. Caleb Williams can be great. I'm a huge Drake May fan. Okay. I am once again. I'm continuing the tradition of repping Seattle sports here. <laughs> All right, and I love that you had Luis Castillo and Doug Fister on uh, the screen Doug earlier. Because bit, yeah, right. <laughs> Doug Fister was a solid pitcher for yeah. the Mariners. You give me him in his prime as a number four or five starter. That's a quality rotation. And then my guy uh, La Piedra, uh, they call him Luis Castillo. That means the rock in Spanish. He is not in the outstanding. <laughs> we weren't in the playoffs. Well, no, the last so game. No, the, the last game. The last game of the year when we needed him. Oh uh, yeah, no, the last him. two starts of the year yeah. he allowed eleven earned runs yeah, exactly. in like ten and two thirds. Because I, I bet yeah, both of those games, so it's very clear in my mind. Yeah, I was, was like, yeah, oh, was, Luis Castillo, he's a great pitcher. I, but with the Reds, yeah. he was dominant well, against the Pirates a lot. But yeah, he, he let me down. But anyway, back to Seattle. Yeah, or, yeah but anyway, so back to the quarterback situation. I want my Seahawks to find a way to trade up and get Drake May. Hmm. I don't think they're going to do that, and I don't know that they can do that, but that's what I would like to have happen. At the number three spot, look, anybody that's putting J.J. McCarthy in the top five, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. I don't know that we're watching the same sport. I don't know that we're talking about <laughs> the same football player. I mean, I think J.J. McCarthy is a perfectly serviceable 
quarterback in college who can make a spectacular play every now and then. But to say that he makes the sorts of throws that Penix makes yeah. is patently absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that Penix is a first-round quarterback. I think Bo yes. Nix is a late first, early second. I think Bo Nix is kind of like Jalen Hurts. He's got to go to the right spot. I also, though, believe that Penix does too. I think Drake May and Caleb Williams have the ability to be more come in CJ Stroud sort of situation, Trevor Lawrence, save the franchise and just kind of be the guy while everything else is built around you. I think Penix and Knicks both for different reasons have to have the right support system if they are going to succeed. They can. I mean, I look at Brock Purdy having success with the 49ers and say, I see no reason that Bo Nix, who just had the most accurate season passing the ball in the history of college football, I don't know that that I don't see why he can't succeed in that sort of environment. If you put Bo Nix on the Texans, would he be doing what CJ Stroud is doing? No, I do not believe so. And I don't think that with Penix either, because if Penix doesn't have time to throw, look, he's, he's mobile ish. He can make good throws on the run. It's not his forte. It is not his forte. It is not his greatest strength. He has to be given. And Bo Nix showed this as well. When you compare Great stat for you. Bo Nix in three years at Auburn was sacked 50 times. In two seasons at Oregon, he was sacked 10 times. Wow. And he went from a guy who was high 50s, low 60s completion percentage to low 70s and the most accurate season in the history of the sport. And plus, so, he's like he's like 32 years old and he's played in 95 games. Is that right? <laughs> they're both. Bo Nix is the most experienced quarterback. I know. He's yeah. played, it's close to 70, isn't it? It's like 65 or 70 games. 61, 62. It's ridiculous. Somewhere, That's somewhere so many games. But yeah, it's, yeah, it it's is. good for him. Yeah. He and Penix are the same age, by the way. Oh, really? Wow. I always found that to be curious. Yeah. That's most people's reaction. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Penix is really old. Too. Yeah. They're both 24 years old. So like, they're both, they're both old 23? guys. Nix turns 24 this year. Okay. Middle of February. Yeah, they both. I think they both turned twenty four this year. By the time they get into uh, the NFL, yeah, Ryan, look at what you're doing. Look at what they're doing. (laughs) Okay, Um, Ryan's on TV. (laughs) Well, we lost the feed. We lost the feed. Did that happen? Did we lose them? No, we still have. (laughs) Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, so I, I I want Penix (laughs) if he's going to succeed in the NFL. I've heard people say, "Oh, he should go to the Seahawks. They need a quarterback. It'd be perfect." Nope, absolutely not. Horrible fit. Terrible fit. I tell you where he's a great fit is Denver. I think Michael Penix to the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton, I think that can be his next Drew Brees. Wow. That's what Russell Wilson was supposed to be. They're going to cut him. That's a disaster. <laughs> I think Penix can be that guy because Russ never wanted to play within structure for an offense. Penix thrives within structure in a way that we haven't seen a quarterback do in a while and sean payton is all about scheme play design and structure i think that is a match made in heaven and bo Nix could do well there too but Penix has got a little bit better deep ball i mean Penix has got the best deep ball in the country bo Nix's is not bad just to be clear but nobody's on the level of michael Penix. Yeah. i think the weapons that they have the coach they have and what he likes to do i would have Penix probably as a number three quarterback going into this draft behind Caleb Williams and Drake May. But I think landing spot matters for the two guys after those top two more so than it does for Williams and May. All right. So um, let's, excuse me, you're talking about a lot of NFL teams. 
And I'm not sure if we're going to have you on the show ever again after your battle with Ryan there. Ryan's very upset right now. <laughs> no, he'll be back. He's very he'll upset right now. Are you okay, Ryan? After you took a shot at Ryan. He's wearing a new coat, Spencer. Did you see that red velvet smoking? He's, like, you know, he's, always, he's always dressed to success. Meanwhile, I threw this on when I rolled out of bed and went to go make tea in the morning. <laughs> um, so the NFL season's coming to an end. It's been, a, it's been a, a, the schedule makers are the, next week. They already sched, they scheduled the Steelers and... Um, uh, the Ravens. I don't. Raven. I yeah. I don't understand why Harbaugh's even thinking that Lamar Jackson sees the field. He's like, well, I haven't made my decision yet. If he plays Lamar Jackson, who historically is awful against the Steelers, that's the most idiotic move, and he gets hurt. And then Baltimore is uh, whatever backup they have there. Yeah, but you have to think you you keep the rhythm going with the team. I understand that, but there's I can't see. I, well, I don't know if. What if TJ White okay, comes and smacks about, him? Okay, but think about this. What did the Ravens do after their bye week this year? Uh, I'm sure you're going to tell us. I don't they remember. Lost. They lost? I'm guessing oh, I actually didn't it. have it off the oh, top of oh my, my head. God, Ryan, if I wait going. a second. Spencer didn't have something off the top of his head. This is the new <laughs> – this is the – write this moment down. This guy has everything on the top of his head. I'm not sure. I just know he doesn't play well against the Steelers. We've already beaten them once. He had seven drops, uh, not his fault, in that first game. It's a division game where it's, you know, those two teams battle and hurt each other. So I, I can't, the line is this, is it minus three, by the way? Three uh, and a half. It's minus three and a half. And over under 36 and a half. And 36 and a half. I mean, obviously, <laughs> if, if Lamar, yeah, if Lamar Jackson plays that game and there's something on the line, the Ravens are probably minus seven and a half or eight. I just, I can't see him sniffing the field. And then the NFL puts the Texans Colts game as the other Saturday game. Uh, because they're playing for something, right? If Jacksonville loses, then I think that I don't know why that game's a Saturday game. It feels like that should have been a Sunday game. But there's lots of interesting things happening. Um, how do you see the NFL season ending this weekend? And who gets in the playoffs? And who do you think's the Seahawks are able to sneak in? The, the Seahawks. They can, need the Packers to lose, though. They need. I can't believe you didn't say Green Bay sucks. He has to say the word sucks after you say Green Bay. <laughs> Um, That's how I was taught. That's how I was taught. taught the teams. You were brought right. You were brought up right. I, I, I appreciate you were that. raised right. That's that's well done on the part of the Bears fans <laughs> that ingrained that in you. So as a Seattle fan, now I know you guys. I don't know if you you guys played this past weekend. I don't know who Seattle played. Oh wait. Anyway, that was a hell of a game. That was a fun game. But uh, who do you like in the NFL? No, no, I disagree. <laughs> it was not a fun game. I, I did not enjoy it. watching it. I loved it all. Mason Rudolph. I loved it all. So uh, what do you see? How do you see the playoffs unfolding? And Again, there's a night game. I thought they were supposed to not have night games on the last Sunday of the season, but they're going to have the Bills and Dolphins play, I guess, because it's for the division. They they don't have Thursday or Monday. Games. I know, yeah, I know, but I thought I thought there was always. They, did they do a night game last year? I don't remember. Anyway, that's exciting. But how do you see the NFL unfolding this weekend? Well, I don't have a lot of faith in the Seahawks, even against the Cardinals, <laughs> but I can't have no faith in the Seahawks because. Like they pulled out those wins against the Eagles and yeah. the Titans, and it was just the classic Pacific Northwest sports team ordeal. You're on the cusp of making the playoffs. <laughs> All hope appears to be lost. Then they get a big win. They reel you right back in <laughs> just to throw you off the cliff themselves. I mean, it's 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 a tale as old as time. But tale you know, as I, old I would, as time. I would stay Gucci way the heck the away. Beast. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you'd say. Nice Thank you. Uh, you know. Look at me like that. I was singing to you're you, Ryan. You're, bra you're, bra you're braver than me to, to <laughs> sing in front of people. But um, I, I, I struggled to say that you should even come within a 10 mile radius of trying to bet Steelers Ravens. I know. With 
no Lamar Jackson yeah. and nothing on the line for the Ravens. I, I, I just, I would not, you, you could not talk me into either side. The other side, I think it's just so readily available. But, the, you know, the Ravens and the 49ers, they're locked in as the number one seeds. Those are the two best teams in in football. But I, I, I just feel like this is a very open year in the NFL because if the Ravens are the number two team in the NFL, we have seen them win 13 games with Lamar Jackson, not with this receiving core, which is much better than it used to be, but we have seen them do this before and they lost to the Titans and they were fine. They were Tannehill and Henry and like they were, they were a good team. They were not a great team, but they were a good one. And I think that's what makes the playoffs so much fun when you have, you know, one and done format, whether that's March Madness or college football or the NFL or anything like that is, you know, anything can happen on that one, one particular day, but are the Steelers at home there or are they on it's the road? In Baltimore. It's, Baltimore. In, it's in Baltimore. Oh gosh. Now I hate that line even more. <laughs> oh gosh. That's I mean, sickening. Uh, it's, God, it's hard like, for me to say the Ravens like, don't have anything to play for because they have the ability to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs. That's true. Division do. rival out of the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. That is such a ah oh, gosh. That line. They shouldn't even let people bet on that game. <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Chris, Chris Andrews, take it off Huntley. the board. We're taking it down here at South Point. <laughs> <laughs> get, rid, get rid of it. If you're the sort of sicko. That is trying to figure out which is the sharp side in that game. Yeah. I suspect that's Frank well, after that probably. reaction. <laughs> if you are that sort of person, you may need to call one eight hundred gambler. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us. Uh, we'll get to this. Who do you see in the NFC? Who do you see in the AFC? Coming out of this all, I, I the 49ers were my preseason Super Bowl pick. I struggle to come off of that because the roster is so much better than everybody else's. That includes the Eagles, which you know is very good, but. Hertz is not what he was. They lost two coordinators. That's a really difficult yeah, thing great. to overcome, as we've seen this year, even for a great coaching staff or a great coach or a good coach. And I think Nick Sirianni, at the very least, we know he's a good coach. And I, I, I think he's getting tested a little bit right now. I got no trust in the Eagles. The Lions are a fantastic story. A good friend of mine is a big Lions fan, and she's just been through the ringer, you know, because they're just the Lions. <laughs> the Lions. Like, I have a futures on like them. So the, Lions, yeah. the, Lions, the Lions are, you know, I tried to come up with the right jab at the Bears there, but they were both kind of just down at the, at the right time. But somehow the Lions, I think, have been worse than the Bears, which is pretty amazing because they, they've set the bar kind of low there in – in Chicago, right, so unfortunately. Who's so who's your AFC team? Are you sick? Are you going with Baltimore? <laughs> it's crazy that you're talking about the Bears I, like this. And the Seahawks okay. exist. Try, try, try and talk me out of this. Why can't this be the year for Buffalo? Here, here's, here's Josh Allen turns thinking. the ball <laughs> over. <laughs> First that's of true. All, Josh, yes, that's 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 true. And Lamar Jackson has never really shown up in the playoffs. He's won the won one playoff game, but the Ravens are a very good team. Here's my thinking on Buffalo. Josh Allen is very good. And for the last several years, it has been this big national narrative to put pressure on the Bills to break through, to beat the Chiefs, yeah. to, you know, Allen and Mahomes, and it's this big stage. And right now the Bills are just flying under the radar. And I think that makes them That's a true. really dangerous team. Yeah. And they've been playing some good football. Allen has put up great numbers. Yeah, he's got to protect the ball. But Sean McDermott's got the defense playing pretty darn well, mm -hmm. Von Miller or not. And, and I think that I think that, that is a team 
that you just cannot overlook in any situation here. There's no burrow in his path. The Chiefs are terrible yeah. somehow, <laughs> which is a weird sentence. But gosh, they're t- they're just it's the curse they're not of Taylor fun to Swift. Watch. But, yeah. Uh, oh no! no they're all, now he's they're, definitely not back on the show. He came at Ryan. He's coming at Taylor Swift. I'm I mean, joking. if the Bills week win this weekend, they're the two seed. Are they the two? If they beat mm-hmm. the Dolphins, they're the two. Wow. Yeah, but, but if they, they lose, then they're in Arrowhead. Most reactionist. I think that would be most people's reaction if you told them the Bills win and they're the two the seed. Two, yeah. I think most people in their minds have kind of put out the Bills and thought, ah, that's you know maybe a wild card team or something like that. I think they're playing sneaky good football. They've got the national radar off of them, and I okay. think they are a good team. You got a kick ass number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. You got some other good weapons. I don't always trust them to run the football, but that team has come so, so close. And I can't help but think that without the mental hurdles of facing Joe Burrow or a full, uh, you know, uh, an at full strength or a normal Kansas City Chiefs yeah. team, I can't help but think that that's an a advantage. Matt Nagy Chiefs team. <laughs> Matt, you love Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah. You're a big yeah, I love so Matt Nagy. So if, if it's 49ers, 49ers and Bill. Bills, if it's 49ers and Bills, fuel up the jet. The cargo plane, get all the Bills merchandise that says Super Bowl champs, fly it to Central America right now because uh, th- there's, you oh, know, yeah. they're, they're, they're not, they're, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't see them beating, if it was the Niners, again, their color doesn't work, right? It's got to be red and purple according to the logo. Blue is kind of purplish, so maybe it fits. But look, I'd root for the Bills. I, I like the Bills growing up close to Buffalo. Uh, Blue and red. The Bills colors combined are purple. Make purple. I was I was thinking that. I was thinking that. So it could because you know what the I'm logo. Glad to see is. We all completed primary education. Yes, we did. That's we really know our good. Colors and seven's a prime number, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Someone Google that. Spencer, you're always the best. I'm I'm a little disappointed you didn't know what the Ravens did off their bye week. I'm a little. <laughs> they went to overtime against the Rams. They went to overtime. What did they do? They went to overtime against the Rams and they won that game. Yes. Right? Was that the punt? 37 31. And then they beat they the Jags 23 7. Then yeah. they beat the Niners 33 19. Then they beat the absolute so crap that's out of the Ravens. That, I'll, I'll leave you with that'll that'll make me triple down on you don't need to play Lamar Jackson this week. See? Guy coming off a bye, he's clearly okay. There you go. I love it. Spencer, you're always uh, one of my favorite guests having the show. We appreciate it. The knowledge on the CFP. And throwing in some pro football knowledge and taking a hit at, at Ryan. Boy, Ryan, are you okay, man? You all right? I'll, I'll ice up later. <laughs> little tear. All right, I'm going to have to dab his eye with the cheese. Just rub some dirt on your ankle, kid. That's you right. get back in Take there. a lap, damn it. All right, we're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be back with more. Spencer, we'll see you again. I'll yeah. override yeah, thanks, Ryan Frank. prohibiting you from being on the show. You're the best. Make sure you follow him, Appreciate Matt. Appreciate it. Is it Smalls? What's your uh, Smalls underscore 55. Smalls underscore 55 on Twitter. There you go. It's the man. Okay. Thank you, Spencer. We'll be back in two minutes. With, yeah, um, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, Join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. 
and each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket riders are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. I mean, Ryan, he's a contributor on the contributor on the show. I want to have him back, but if he hurt you, <laughs> no. if he hurt your feelings, I mean, I you know, I know really it's all good. banter, man. We're good. Okay. Did he go to Southern Utah as well? No, no, he went to uh, Santa Clara. Oh wow, okay. Is that the banana slugs? No. Who's the no, banana the, slugs? No, the Mustangs. What Broncos? Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Broncos. Uh, you know, Santa Barbara is the banana slugs. University of California, Santa Barbara, banana slugs. Am I right? I think Mike's. All right, so uh, Frank's fun facts, whatever we call it. <laughs> You're off to a great start. Oh, we had a live mic. <laughs> I think it was just your cough. Oh, just my cough. Sorry there, lucky man. Um, we're going to call it uh, Frank's fun facts, fact or fr Frank or fiction. We're, we're going to give it to the It is Santa Barbara. It is the Banana Slugs. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my cousin's daughter goes there, but I also knew oh. that. My buddy, Santa I Cruz. went to UC Santa Barbara. Santa got Cruz. A, got a BUI. Biking under the influence. <laughs> it was on a bicycle and got a, a yeah. They do that anyway. there. All right. Let's talk about some uh, on this date in history. The 1954 Cotton Bowl. Now, I was looking up Rose Bowl Cotton Bowl. I was looking up a bunch of stuff. This happened on January 1st, but here we go. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's the 54 Cotton That's actual footage from 70 years ago. Look at that. So there's the story. Now, watch this play. Now, this is the play. We don't have, do we have audio on this? Yeah. So watch it. He gets tackled from the bench. Watch this play right here. He gets hit. <laughs> Guy came off the bench and then he tries to hide. Uh, I have the names written down somewhere. I don't have them in front of me right now. I was relying on the audio, but Tommy Lewis is the guy that made the tackle. Tommy Lewis is the guy who came off the bench and then, it was and then tried to sneak back to the bench. Dickie Magel was the runner. That's it. Dickie Magel. So this, this was considered at the time, the most incredible football play in college football history. That's what it was for years. It was known as that, but as generations go, this play has been forgotten. I just thought yeah, it was amazing. I, I hadn't seen it until I know, right? I'd never heard now. of it. I'd never seen it. That was the 1954 Rose Bowl. But of course, anytime someone comes off the field from the sidelines to hurt a player, I think of Woody Hayes. Go ahead, Woody Hayes, Ohio State. This was in the Gator Bowl against Clemson. Woody Hayes was the head coach of Ohio State. Uh, his quarterback throws an interception. Uh, it's key. Uh, he ices the game. So number 58, he's number 58. Today's show 58. So Woody Hayes goes over and says, hey, show 58, and chokes him out. Punches him. <laughs> punches him in the throat. <laughs> punches him in the throat because you got to give it to him. What he's like, the guy's got a helmet on. I got to go low in the throat. So Woody Hayes was, uh, there's, <laughs> gives him the old karate chop on show 58, apropos. I can't believe that. 
But Woody Hayes, um, yeah, he was not allowed to coach again. He was kind of fired after that. <laughs> I'm thinking Woody had a lot of money on the game or something. But when I was a kid, that was the most famous play. And thanks to YouTube, you can see that play anytime. Talking about coming off the bench. Uh, and I didn't even realize when I watched it yesterday that it was number 58. That it, Perfect. The synergy already. We're on fire. Um, what else? We have a, a, a birthday. What is it? Hold on, folks. My page is right <laughs> over. It's the first show of the new year. Here we go. Happy birthday to Joe Namath, right? Joe Willie Namath. Broadway Joe. Or, nope. Here we go. <laughs> there he is. Oh, that's him at Bama. That Bama. Okay, so in 1965, 59 years ago today, Joe Namath played under Bear Bryant at Alabama. Look at the touch on the ball. It's not Joe Namath's birthday. What's that? You said happy birthday, Joe Namath. I know. I said happy birthday. It's anniversary. Uh, basically signed, happy birthday. He signed a really big contract. He signed a big deal. He partied like it was his birthday. The New York Jets of the AFL, he didn't want to sign with the St. Louis Cardinals, so he signed with the AFL. The Jets gave him $427,000 over three years, which is about 4.1 in today's money. And that was the most lucrative uh, deal signed by any rookie uh, coming out of uh, Alabama. Now, did it pay off? Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl three. they defeated the, the Colts. Guaranteed victory by Joe Namath. But uh, when you think about the money, man, it's crazy because uh, Joe Burrow makes $55 million a year when the extension kicks in. Divide that by a game, that's $3.3 million a game. Divided by four quarters in a game, that's 808000 So he makes more than Joe Namath's entire three-year contract in the first quarter of a game. Doubles it. Wow. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. But Joe Namath's net worth, I was shocked at this. You know what Joe, Joe Namath's net worth is, if that's a reliable source? $25 million. Because the guy, yeah, it says $25 Because he was an announcer. He, uh, he, did, he did more. He was the first football player to do heavy, heavy, heavy endorsement deals. So he did a ton. He was in movies. Uh, he must have invested wisely. And also, he was born in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Where is I was born. Jerry, I was born there. Beaver Falls. You and Joe Namath have something in common. Me and Joe Namath have something in common. And his, if you really want to know this, his brother, Frank Namath, was named Frank. Worked at the local YMCA and uh, gave swimming lessons and kind of taught me how to swim. Frank Namath, there you go. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. So who taught me how to swim? Frank Namath. And he was involved. In, uh, never, I'm not going to get into that. So anyway, I know it was about a book and it's a whole long story, but Frank Namath is a good guy. Okay, so this is for you, Chicago Bears fan and Chicago Bulls fan. You're a Chicago guy. Bears, you love them. The Bulls, Bulls in 2022, I didn't remember this happening. Do you remember this happening? Yes. Okay. That's cool, so right? DeMar DeRozan. Becomes go. the first player in NBA history to hit buzzer beaters on consecutive days. Hit a three-pointer to beat the Wizards. And then... Pacers first. Oh, Pacers first. Here's the Pacers. Pacers so he hits on New this. Year's Eve. Yeah. And then New Year's Day against That's the Wizards. That's on the road. Do you remember these? Yes. Do yeah, really? I, I was up at school. Yeah, I was watching this game with one of my roommates. Okay, and then the next night, it's against the Wizards, right? Deep in the corner. Right here. He does it again, the announcer says. He did it again. Hard to believe that he's the that's the first and only time that's happened. Yeah. Consecutive buzzer beaters. Yeah. With all yeah. the thousands, tens of thousands of games that have been played, that's hard to believe. But there you go. Is he still on the Bulls? Yes. He is. How are the Bulls doing this year? Uh, better without Zach Levine. Oh, Zach Levine. Really? Okay. Well, he, he came back, I think, two nights ago, three nights ago. But he should be on the trade block. All right, and on this day in sports history, January 2nd, just a year ago, uh, was the DeMar Hamlin incident. Monday Night Football was canceled. The Bills and the Bengals game, we all know what happened on the field to him, but his foundation ended up raising millions of dollars, and uh, it's good to say that we can report one year later that DeMar Hamlin is playing football again.
Doesn't play much, but he's on the team. Yep. Likely comeback player of the year. I, right? It's him or Flacco, right? You can't give it to Flacco just for the last four or five weeks. I would still vote Flacco. You would vote Flacco? Yeah. Because, well, he didn't die I mean, on the field, though. <laughs> shouldn't have left. But, I mean, when you look back. His career was 40 dead. years from now. Right. I mean, you would probably go with the guy that actually played games versus the guy that rode the pine. And when he's been on the field, it's been like, yeah. he's been flagged. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, DeMar Rose, or, uh, not DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Jerry, can you look up and see what his hometown is? I forget where he's from. Oh, is it Pittsburgh? He's from Pittsburgh. All right. That's my quota. That's my quota right there. Okay. For the year. For the year. 2024, <laughs> I'm done talking about the shows. Do you have that? I want to talk about this last thing since we were talking about the national championship game. Ryan, you sent this to me last night. Now, this is just dirty by, by the airlines. We hate the airlines to begin with, but they know that people are going to be flying to Houston where the national championship game is January 8th, next Monday. And look at the airfare that is it. What air is this United or who Delta. is this? It's Delta Delta Delta, who I have a lot of points with. I don't I, I like Delta, but this is for coach, right? This is main cabin tickets, Seattle to Houston, $1,800. Is that round trip? At least I hope. Because, you know, nowadays you click on something, you go, oh, that's a pretty good round trip. And then that's just one way. Yeah. And then Detroit to Houston, they're, they're, just, they're just screwing them. <laughs> $2,500 if you're a Michigan fan and you want to find uh, Michigan, they got the money. Um, that's, that's ridiculous. That's not fair. And then the hotels, that's a whole other story. Yeah. That just seems that, unfair. The trip of a lifetime. The trip of a lifetime. So if you and a buddy want to go from Detroit to see your team, your beloved Michigan Wolverines play, you got to spend five grand on airfare, and then snacks six grand. Airport <laughs> that doesn't parking, even include 6, tickets 500. to the game. <laughs> that doesn't even include tickets to the game. Doesn't even include tickets to the game. You have to get your own tickets. So why even go? Just stay at home and watch it on your big screen. I don't know. That's just that's just dirty by the airlines. And we had a Scorigami. Speaking of Baltimore, which I that's the last time I'm going to talk about them. They beat Miami. They beat Miami down too. Yeah. And you know that's going to be an interesting hard knocks to watch tonight. Uh, Hard Knocks real in-season follows the Miami Dolphins. That that was just a beatdown, 56-19. to 19. That was the eighth Scorigami of the season. If you're not familiar with Scorigami, Scorigami is the first time that, price, that, that score has ever happened in an NFL game. 56-19, yeah, that seems rare, right? Yeah, so it was 70-23, of course. Uh, but yeah, that just uh, doesn't, seem, uh, doesn't seem fair. Yeah, those prices are gouging. That's, that's gouging, yeah. The government needs to step in on that. I like I like the I like Joey B's other comment of uh, Woody Hayes versus Frank in the octagon. Oh, I was what? wondering. He said Woody versus Frank. I'm like the doll from Toy Story. I'll kick his ass. Are you kidding me? He's like this big. I mean, I I know my personal trainer and everything, but now wait a second. Why does it have to be four shots of Jameson? Why is everyone remembering that? <laughs> you know, it was Christmas season. I, I yes, I partook. In, and by the way, I hadn't drank in months, so I had some uh, Jameson because you know, it was on the house. Now, what are you going to do? Go to a Christmas party? You drink up. It's all good, right. Well, we time. thank you guys all. Min, uh, Mini Dar, Joey B, uh, Lucky Man, Bob Dell. Thank you for all watching the show. We're at 975, 975. subscribers. Tomorrow, uh, Dwayne Colucci will be on the show. He's over at Rampart with his sparkling Stockland. buffet on National Buffet Day. I don't even know if he's aware that it's National Buffet Day. Someone I'm, needs. I'm sure he's there. He's probably there. Sparkling. Anyway, tomorrow's show number 59, ladies and gentlemen, will be January 3rd. Hey, if you have an idea or name idea for the section where we do all the birthdays and this, this day in sports, something with alliteration, something with an F, right? It was originally Frank's, it was Frank's five takes, 
And then on show two, I wrote in, I go, you know, five is a lot of data to come up with. Maybe we could just make it fast takes. And she's like, yes, make a graphic. Rip off Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's get the graphic. <laughs> uh, listen, we, uh, we hope to be here the whole year with you guys, and you guys really make it happen. Uh, Andy, Andy's on audio. Sean's not here today. Correct. So we had a new, a new guy helping out on the show. And as always, thank you for the Washington ticket, which might pay off. A week from today, <laughs> we might be rolling in some dough. That's all I'm going to say. Jerry and Ryan. Uh, Sports by the Book comes not, on in not Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays through Sunday. Two days. I was yes. billboarding the show's times. It is not on today because today's Tuesday, Ryan. All day. Maybe Spencer's right about you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, today, there's no other shows. This is it. This is, this is you could go back. You could, go, you could watch the race show tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday. You know, can we just have the schedule posted somewhere for me? Speaking of that, thank you to the places that watch the show. Oasis here in town where I had the, we had the Christmas party and I had my shots. Uh, Steiner's, we love wings. Very good wings down there. And uh, in, in Trafford, PA, thanks to Dom's Pizza. We look forward to entertaining you the rest of the year. Lots of action coming up. Big shows the rest of the week. Thank you, everybody. Punchlines, live in Nevada lines. Live in Nevada every show.